0: It's the Knicks Jets
1: Etc. podcast with Alex Trotteris, John Malika, and Ricey on the Beat. Let's go. Ricey K. Raising man. What's good, everyone? Alex Trotteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man with the plan, the one and only John Malika. Before we ask John how he's doing, you all know to drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with fansight and minute media. So you can find this podcast on the daily Knicks or the jet press. We also got that YouTube page, Knicks comma jets coming, ETC period. No one writes out except that. that shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops and when you watch a video, leave a comment, add to the conversation, hit that like button. We want to know your thoughts and opinions, especially with the RJ Barrett extension. Does this is. Does, are there ramifications to extending R.J. Barrett where we can't get Donovan Mitchell anymore? What We're going to talk about it. Don't worry. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about it. But while you're also over at that YouTube page, we also got another podcast. Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible. Okay. You need to know who to place bets on for college football, NCAA. These guys got you covered. You need NFL, need no by divisions. Who's going to make it all the way to the Super Bowl? These guys got you covered. You have NBA, PGA, MLB, NHL. These guys got you covered. If you need to put money down on the line because you love sports gambling, make sure to go check these guys out, but make sure to bet responsibly. And Alex, then West,
0: Alex, week zero college all the premiers for the conferences, the AFC, NFC coming out one at a time, and then week one coming out for both. It is – we are football. Football is back. Pumpkin Spice Latte back at Starbucks today. It's back, bro. You lost me. You lost me. bro. <laughs> Pumpkin's in the air. You smell it?
1: Pumpkin Spice Latte coming out in August and not September is like having football. Christmas de- decorations on the shelves <laughs> after Halloween.
0: No, like
1: in July. You know, you get some Christmas in July not Oh, no, stop. All right. And on that note, we're ending this podcast because we clearly have creative differences on when we start holiday seasons. Just kidding. Football's a
0: holiday, bro. Football's a holiday.
1: That's a fact. All right. Every Sunday. That's the church. That's the church I'm at. But last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. My guy, John, we got some more news, changing news, exciting news. Mr. Bully, Broadway Barrett, got a rookie extension. Four years, 120 mil. How you feeling, my guy? How are you feeling?
0: Man, range of emotions today, dude. We posted it on our Knicks, Jets, etc. feed this morning. We're feeling all all, all types of giddy. About R.J. Barrett signing the extension, not for the max, as our uh, I guess our guy Mark Berman, friend of the show, came and you know eloquently put it. People getting mad at him for no reason, mixtapes, diss raps about, about him because he didn't want R.J. Barrett to get that max, and he was right. He said he said executives around the league don't think he's worth the max. I think he was right, dude. So I'm happy about that. The same time, the NFL cuts. You know, you mentioned Knicks, Jets, etc. You mentioned the Jets episodes. Jets cuts today. So it's been, uh, it's been crazy. I mean, NBA and Knicks fans don't really know what cut day is like. It's, it's like free agency on steroids because there's, you have to participate in the free agency. Every team has to participate and you, you know, it drops dramatically. And then you got the practice squad, you got the waiver priority. So many things happening, man. So I just have a range of emotions today from sadness to happiness, but I, I can't – nothing will usurp the happiness of the Knicks locking up Star-Jay Barrett, the Knicks finally getting that first-round pick re-signed since Charlie Ward, Heisman winner from Florida State. <laughs> like, how sad is that? We finally re-signed Mitch Robinson, right? That's it. So, you know, another
1: rookie that we finally extended after Two. Charlie. Like one, league off-season. League. A- one offseason. Two or one offseason. Unbelievable, It's 1999, really? baby. <laughs> it's 1999. It's like 99. <laughs> That's what we're going to start saying for the Knicks. So
0: I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the idea that we – I no longer am surprised, Alex, that the Knicks have a competent front office. I'm no longer surprised. It just is. At this point, I'm going to be shocked if we make an irrational move. And really, I think this deal finally put me over the top there. Because if you give RJ the max extension, people are going to be looking at you funny, right? We're already sitting here, and he's making $30 mil a year, and people are freaking out about that. Imagine it was the max. And so not only am I really excited that RJ is going to be comfortable because he now knows that he's the man, right? And he, he's making more than Julius Randle. Yep. Not only is Julius Randle, you know, obviously fell out of favor with the fan base, but now, due to the extension and how it worked out, he's making more money than Randle. It's his, it's effectively his team. And he's young. And I hope, Alex, I hope that we are actually going to grow with him. Right? I know there's rumors. There's still, the rumors are still lingering. And we'll get into that in a second here. But I'm just, I am full of hopium. We locked up. Our, our rookie. Uh, I'm excited for him. Uh, we were a little weirded out when we got the third you know, lottery pick in that draft. And look where we are now. Uh, we, we have a stud. We don't have to max him out like the other two guys. Uh, I think he's arguably better than the other two guys. It really, it really is a fine argument to be made. I know people are going to freak out because John Morant. It's an argument to be made that RJ could be better than John Morant. So for the first time, I'm I'm very happy with this Knicks front office and at this point man I think the burden of you know it officially is off them to show me that they are competent or incompetent for the deal I feel like now it's going to be why is this bad instead of how on earth can a transaction from the Knicks be good there has to be something wrong here what am I missing you know what I mean
1: for sure for sure I mean you talk about extensions right let's just talk about the the just Let's deal with RJ's class, the 2019 class and see what the other contracts were right now, right? We got John Morant as he pointed. Projected value is around 193 million minimum could increase to 231 based on incentives. All star, all those things. Same thing with Zion Williamson, minimum 193 million with all the incentives could get up to 231 million as well. You talk about, uh, you know, Darius Garland. Same thing, same contract, $193 million minimum, could get up to $231 million based on incentives. Uh, and then you got Keldon Johnson, who was also signed. He didn't get the max. He got four years, 74. But now you get R.J. Barrett, four years, 120. Is he anywhere with Williamson, Garland, and John Morant right now? No. Those guys are all all-stars. They all made an all-star team. You had Ja and Garland this past year. He had signed two seasons ago. So it's not even close to why those guys, you know, it makes sense why those guys got rookie max ex- extensions. We haven't seen RJ God. do that yet. Thank
0: God. Thank God he didn't make this, those those first teams. Thank God he did it. You know, we were crying about it, how he's become, he's snubbed all these years. And honestly, at this point, I can just imagine the Knicks front office being like, let's go. Let's go secretly. Like, yeah, this is a snub and it sucks. But internally, like, this is just going to help us out in a couple of
1: years. Yeah, but I mean, when you also look at, like, his performance on the court, he hasn't been as efficient. Like, when you watch those guys play, right, like, Ja doesn't have an outside shot yet that's consistent, but still, the amount of pressure that he puts on teams by his, you know, his gravity, same thing with Zion Williamson, same thing with, with Garland, those guys' gravity on the court is, is, is just so immense that you have to hone in on them. RJ, he's not quite there yet, right? Inefficient his rookie season, second year, he became a 3 and D guy, really, right? He was just the off man to to Julius Randall's success. This season, corner three it started. Guy. Yeah, corner three guy, second season. This year, started off slow, got sick, then became the number one option towards the end and showed that he could shoulder that load, but it was still inefficient because he wasn't used to that role. In the Knicks' favor, young guy, right? Still young. What, 21-22? Think about it. 21-22 much more room to to grow uh, throughout his career to become a really good player baseline you know you're gonna get a solid role player can he get some couple of all-star games I believe so you know could he be like the Knicks Jalen Brown I think he could there if everything hits right I think he could but he's still a work in progress right I'm excited for that we got him though a guy who is meant for the New York media right that's the biggest thing and that when people talk about why you want to extend R.J. Barrett, yes, you can look at the numbers and be like, okay, could he improve in that? Absolutely. Guys have shown that they can improve in that area. But his mentality, his willingness to work, that work ethic, that's leadership mentality. You know, Julius Randle wasn't showing up for press conferences. He was taking the brunt of it, okay? He's gone through so much turmoil. We haven't even had a team really set up for him, right? We didn't, we did His first year here, we needed guys to shoot threes so that way he could attack in the open space. Didn't have that. It was five power forwards, brick city, okay? You only had Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington, and a few other guys that could potentially shoot a three, depending on the night. Last season, became that, like I said, 3 and D guy. But the thing is, is, the mentality, man. It really comes down to the mentality. Someone who, in New York, won't waver, right? And we talk about a Derek Jeter-like mentality. I'm not saying he's Derek Jeter. I'm not saying he's the, the clutch guy yet. But the mentality where... The spotlight isn't big. He is who he is. He goes in, works his butt off, and guys can rally behind that and see that's true leadership. Having somebody like that in a locker room, it's, it's truly a trickle down effect where if so, if you see your leader putting in that much work, getting better, right? Not being wavered by anything, even with the tabloids in this city. You talk about RJ, you talk about Berman writing articles about, you know, him not being worth, you have Begley saying he could be thrown into uh a Donovan Mitchell deal. Still up until this day, you still, there's still the potential of him being thrown into a deal. And what is he doing? He's still working out. You don't see, you don't hear or see anything from him that it's bothering him. Right. We hear Jalen Brown's name thrown in so many things that we get a tweet with side. He got,
0: he's got, he got Twitter fingers.
1: Yeah. You know RJ what I mean? So, doesn't
0: have Twitter fingers. I agree. I agree, man. And you know, you know, you know what's so crazy because you're completely on point with you know his locker room effect. But what I don't understand, Alex, and you know, you're plugged in to the fan base uh, more than uh, many of us because you know you call on Knicks fan TV. You're out there. You get the reactions. You get the phone calls all day. You know, sometimes they're angry. Sometimes they're a little <laughs> delightful. But they're always on this. You know, they're always on, on the extreme side of the spectrum. And what I don't understand, Alex, is. This guy, RJ, from day one, the guy's playing with on um, Duke. We're all looking at, you know, the girl he's with, you know, meaning Zion Williamson. We're all like, y'all, we want Zion. Uh, everyone, we were crying at the lottery. We're watching, you know, Duke play in the Garden. We're all watching Zion. Meanwhile, RJ Barrett's like, yeah, I want to go to the Knicks. Yeah, I want to play at Madison Square Garden. Like, yes, I don't want to I don't play for any other team. And from day one, he's been like that. So I don't understand... Why this Knicks fan base, where we can get very emotional in general, and if you like the Knicks, if you're a Knicks guy, we love you to death, right? Unless we pay you too much. And then, it, you know, like Brunson, for example, right? Then we can, get, you know, be a little bit in our feelings. But someone like R.J. Barrett, dude, I don't understand. Like, not only did we not pay him the extension, you know, the max, we paid it, he's on a good deal, he's a locker room guy, he wants to be with the Knicks, sure, he's inefficient, sometimes sure he you know he doesn't finish at the rim as much as i'd like him to you know sure he could be better with a point guard and he finally got one but why is everyone so upset like why could why what is the deal what what, where is the trepidation about this fan base and rj barrett
1: you know i think it comes down to i think everyone still lives in the old of like the money so they see 120 million it's like oh he's not worth the money And, and i i still think people are too far back in Realizing that 120 million today is not, you know, it's it's on the lower side. Like for that contract, extension, it's on Bro, the lower side. Alan Houston side. made
0: 100 mil.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: like like
1: re- relatively, like relatively,
0: that was, that was the worst contract ever. They literally and, created a rule for amnesty because of Alan Houston.
1: Thank you. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, and that's my point is that no one, I don't think everyone's really caught up with what contracts are today, right? I I still think people forget, like. Mozgov got sixty, right? And it's just—it's it, still this adjustment. And when we talk about, we always talk about the cap is about to jump again in 2025. This deal is going to look like nothing in
0: 2025. And Alex, I—I uh, I, I said it to you, uh, you know, through our text this week. I was listening to Brian Windhorse, uh, Wendy, as we like to call him. Go, uh, you know, t- talk a little about that new deal. He said players could be making up to $70 million on the max. $70 mil a year, bro, based on incentives and whatnot. And then teams are going to have a four that year. and that's Remember when we saw Cole Aldridge making a ridiculous deal, <laughs> Timothy Mozgov? That's what's going to happen in 2025. And then you're going to be looking at R.J. Barrett and honestly, mm-hmm. to a lesser extent, Julius Randle. And you're gonna be like, dude, these deals are immaculate. Forget, you know, good deal. These are we need these players on our team. You know, it's gonna be like we need these types of contract with these types of production to actually have a winning team. Because you'll have the max players, but you're gonna need depth, right? At real at normal prices, you know, what I mean, to fit in the cap, and that's the thing, man. I just if if the fan base is just not in tune with the salary cap, I get it, but. Do you think it has anything to do with RJ as an actual player? Because it can't be RJ as a person. We know that. And, you know, you, you were pretty eloquent in describing he's a, he's a great guy on and off the floor. you think it has anything to do with him as a player? Do you think it's maybe because we haven't watched him with an actual point guard? So he's had to kind of be our quasi point guard. And to be honest, he's not. He's just not a point guard. He's not, he's not a floor manager.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. I think one, it comes down to the money, and two, it comes down to the player on the court that we watch, right? And people were hyped. I mean, we were all hyped. We were all impressed. Year two, the 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 improvement he made, especially shooting three, doing that snake dribble to get to the uh, to the foul line to shoot a mid range jumper, right? And his ability to cut and just kind of have an in between game to to even it all out. Last season, it kind of looked like he, he regressed a little bit in that way, but he was working on something else, his ability to attack the rim and be efficient and to draw fouls and to hit his free throws. He's been hitting his free throws. He's been, he's improved in that area. You know, he can, can, we can, he can, uh, drive to the lane and draw the foul, but I definitely do agree with you that it's his production on the court. It's not pretty. You know, it's a bully, it's a bully standard and it's, it's similar to what Julius does, right? Except. Julius should be playing more in the post, not be playing like a wing. And that's kind of what Julius does. Julius's game is what RJ's game would be. And if it's at an efficient level, you know, it's, it's what you would see Jalen Brown on the Boston Celtics do. Like if you see, if you, if RJ can be efficient, effective in that manner, it'd be very similar to what Jalen Brown can do. And I think when you don't see you that bother? and you see, I think he's going to be better. I think he'd be better than Jimmy Butler because of a shooting from, from three. Not saying he will be, he'll be better than Jimmy, right? I'm not saying that. I think, cause those, those
0: guys, those, those, yeah, those
1: I know, guys. I know. Aggreg- <laughs> Aggregate this and, 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 and burn it. Um, all I'm saying is that as a shooter, I think RJ will be better. Uh, Jimmy's just an ultimate gamer. I love Jimmy's yeah. game. Uh, but when you, when you watch other guys around the league and you see, players who pop year one like a Zion, like a jaw. I could understand when you're a fan base who hasn't had anything for such a long time and hasn't seen success that you want the player to pop immediately. You don't necessarily want to go through watching development year after year after year, but for, that's the case for a lot of these guys is that you got to watch them develop, right? I look at like Kawhi Leonard, someone who didn't necessarily pop when he came into this, into the league. Same thing with Paul George to, to a certain extent. He didn't pop, but then once they start going on the playoff runs with the Pacers, you start to see what he could offer this team, offer, uh, the P- Indiana Pacers team. So there's guys like that all around the league. Same thing with like Nikola Jokic, right? He didn't come into the league and just start saying, Oh, look how great I am. It took him time. And that's just, I think that's just the standard for a lot of players is that they're not going to come into this league and be blockbuster. Immediately. And so I think that's some, that's the reservation fans have with RJ Barrett. And my response is he's 22. Like he has, he's not even close to his prime. I'm you, know close. What, you
0: know what, Alex, like we talked about the top of the draft and it's fair. I want it to be compared to the top, especially because he was a top three pick. I, I'm, 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 I'm with you.
1: But hold on, even Darius Garland, hold on Darius Garland, first couple of years he didn't pop either. Not until last That's year, fair. like you saw, you saw improvement. Now you're like, oh wow, look at Darius Garland.
0: That's fair, but look, look, look to his other teammate, Cam Reddish. Like we're sitting here begging for him to get a minute. He's he's been traded from the Hawks for Kevin Knox and a pick, right? And then how he's here, he can't get any time with Tibbs, a veteran coach who I'm sure knows basketball, regardless of what Nick's <laughs> Twitter thinks. And he want, he might get moved, and he's definitely not getting a, a contract extension that looks anything like R.J. Barrett's. You know what I mean? And this is Cam Reddish, uh, a guy on Duke who was a catalyst to, to them being good. You know, so I, I just think that there, there's – it's easy to – To fade, uh, I mean, if you listen to Winning Picks Weekly, right? A little shameless plug here uh, on our YouTube, on our Apple, on our Spotify. I'm a big fade them guy, fade the public kind of guy. So I kind of get why the fan base wants to fade RJ Barrett. You know what I mean? Like everybody loves him. He's, you know, he's coddled. He can miss layups. We don't get upset. We don't don't win games with him. He's not a bona fide superstar. I get why you want to fade him. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not, he's not an all star it's not sexy. Like, Jimmy Butler, like, you know why I like to compare him to Jimmy Butler? I know he has a better shot. But at the same time, Butler's, uh, you know, gets to the rim and finishes better, better defender. So I think it evens out a little bit. He became good, number one, because he was on one of the best teams, uh, you know, uh, of the last two decades in that Chicago Bulls team with D. Rose, MVP, and Joaquim Noah, and Tibbs. You know, sorry to say. (laughs) And then he stunk until he ended up in Miami with the culture. You know what I mean? And so sometimes it has a lot to do with your surroundings. You know, Jimmy Butler couldn't put the Bulls over the top. Jimmy Butler could not do anything in Philly, even though he had a superstar with him, right? He needed to go to the culture in Miami. And to be honest, he hasn't really done anything. I I know that sounds crazy because we love Miami. They're always, you know, in the mix, but... Like, does Miami want a chip? Did I miss it? You know? <laughs> and so he had a good, you know, he, he's a fun guy, Jimmy Butler, and I think that's that's kind of what makes him different than RJ. He's got mm-hmm. that personality. So that's the – you mentioned Derek Jeter, okay? And we're talking to RJ Barrett, and we're talking about the guy who's going to say the right thing, and he's not going to get anyone into a tizzy, and he's going to work hard, and everyone's going to like him. However, Derek Jeter would, would have been the most annoying New York athlete of all time if the, if the Yankees never won. Like, if the Yankees never won, and then he was always like, yeah, it's all good, uh, we're trying hard, we're working, you know, we'd be like, yo, shut up. Like, you're losing every single year. Like, something has to change. Almost like Aaron Boone right now is for the Yankees as a manager. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he was just like, every year, every press conference and things are okay, yeah, we're going to be all right. Like, no, dude, no, we're not. You know, but if we were winning... Like you, then it would be Joe Torrey. Oh, Joe Torre, he's so stoic. He's amazing. He just sits there. He, he can handle it. It's because they're, you know, it's because they're winning. So it's a little bit of hindsight twenty uh, twenty, with, with these types of deals, and it really just matters about wins and losses.
1: You know what oh, I mean? For sure, it, that's really yeah. what it comes. One hundred percent. Wins, wins and losses makes makes a huge difference. Off I like Off the I field. Like,
0: it's like, oh yeah, yeah, oh his same reaction, his same like. No face is gonna be amazing if they're winning, or I hate this guy. I can't believe that he's doing this if we're losing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it all depends on like what you say. Like, if you can get a row out of somebody too. Um, but I like what you said about the surroundings, and that's the I think the biggest thing when we look at RJ is what has his, this team surrounded him with to really excel. Right? We haven't really had. You will get Miami as a competent team. They give Jimmy Butler the shooters. They give him the point guard. Right. They give him all these other playmakers where it doesn't have to necessarily be. He is the guy when it comes down to crunch time, but he doesn't have to be the guy 24 seven. You know, you got BAM, another all star on that team that could help too. Who has like outside of Julius's one season between the three seasons that he's been on this team. Where's the other? Who's the, who, who's the other guy that can go thrive? Right. And we know RJ has to develop his game, but we don't have another all-star we don't have all these efficient players that can go out there and, and create shots effectively to open up the space for RJ to Go to ta- to go a- and work in the paint so it just comes down to the makeup of the team too so that's why this season's important we got Jalen Brunson you know if we get Donovan Mitchell then he has really no excuse to be thriving cuz if you got Brunson Donovan Mitchell and RJ Barrett with Mitchell Robinson and, and and whether it be Julius Randle or whoever's playing that four position, there's no excuse for why RJ shouldn't be effective when you have a top scorer in Donovan Mitchell, a good point guard who can score, facilitate, in Jalen Brunson, solid rim protection, wob threat, in Mitchell Robinson. Like that. That's uh, Alex, that's where you have what.
0: Alex, do we have Donovan Mitchell?
1: Well, I was about <laughs> to go into that.
0: I mean, you just mentioned Donovan Mitchell as if. I'm like, I'm like looking. <laughs> did I, said if. I, I
1: did say, I did say, if. <laughs> I said, if we get Donovan Mitchell, you know, if big, if, if but you know when. what? Depends on when, but let's get into this because, you know, we got the news of RJ Barrett. We got the news of RJ Barrett's extension last night by one Adrian War Janowski.
0: Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I have to give props to big Nick energy. I have to, I have to give props to that account for, there's been a lot of nonsense. But last night he said, or she, whatever. It's he. It's he. C- c- okay, it's he. It's he. Okay, he said that either the, the the Leon Rose and the Knicks, which I just said, I can't believe they're competent. I can't. It's unbelievable. The burden of proof is now literally. You have to tell me the Knicks made a bad deal for me to believe it because they put an ultimatum on. Uh- America's man, America's Donald Donald Trump and uh, make the deal guy. America's like number one negotiator <laughs> in the planet that uh, everyone is telling me it might steal my my my, my future children if I want Donald. It's crazy, dude. I don't understand everyone's love for Dan for Danny Ainge. He's a big jerk. Like no, like nobody likes him. Uh, whether when he was a player and now is a GM and now he's going from Utah to Boston when when he's when he's working in Utah, he's going to Boston games, dude. I don't know what everyone loves about this guy. thinks he's a diabolical genius, but I'm so happy that Leon Rose put his foot down and said, yo, I'm giving you a deadline.
1: You can either have
0: RJ Barrett and the three unprotected picks, or we're going to extend RJ with the poison pill contract. And shout out to big Nick energy. Everyone freaked out. Like, ah, dude, and I'll just another message at night, but you know, it might as well be from the Friday night Knicks guy. And it ended up coming true. So shout out to him. Go ahead. I just wanted to give him some props because all we do is we like to call out the people who are wrong, right? But this, apparently, today's about people who are right. We started with Mark Berman, and now we go to big Nick energy. So I just, uh, props are props to do. This is not the you know, the Nick's fan base. We got a lot of slack.
1: Yeah, no. He did tweet out saying that uh, RJ was going to get an extension within 24 hours yesterday. Um, It was a shout dead one. He did say that. He did say <laughs> it. He said, uh, what was it? Uh. Jerry West, uh, said that he, he told the Knicks that he believes Grimes is going to be better than RJ, gave the whole breakdown of what would happen. People were like, okay, this is all cap. Just another, just another account looking for clout, but nah, they called it, called it. He had the sources. He had the sources. And now shout out to Big Nick Energy for calling this before even woes breaking this news. So shout out to you, but let's get into this. Let's get into this Donovan Mitchell talk, bro, because. (laughs) <laughs> when we think about this extension, you brought it up. Uh RJ was included in the deal. We heard from Ian Begley. You know, we heard from Ian Begley in July that there is no interest in RJ Barrett. Then a Why? couple weeks ago. Why huh?
0: though? Why?
1: Why wasn't there any interest in July?
0: You know, the the reason that there was interest in RJ Barrett was because the rumor was they don't want to pay him money. They don't want to right. they don't want to sign him. Okay, it's not that RJ's bad. I just we we just we just yeah, talked yeah, yeah. a little bit about yeah. you know RJ on and off the court. I just want to make it clear as to yeah. why they were yeah. interested in him.
1: Yeah, because they didn't want to pay him. Now, two weeks ago or a week, two weeks ago, whatever, you know, we get the report from Shams that not Shams, uh Ian Begley saying that uh the, the, the Jazz did want RJ Barrett in the deal, right? And we got Word from Adrian Ward yesterday, uh, in the thread in the article, wherever you want to read it after, uh, RJ got the extension where there was a time limit for Danny Ainge to make a decision, according to Woj. Uh, the deal was RJ Barrett, Evan Fournier, two unprotected first round picks. And I think a total of four, including two of the other, uh, unprotecteds, uh, the, the heavily protecteds, I mean. Danny Ainge didn't take that deal. And then because of that, Leon Rose and the New York Knicks organization decided to extend him. But there are still, there are still ideas that you could still trade R.J. Barrett. It, it, there's only one time throughout the ent- entire history where the poison pill contract was actually traded, according uh, to Woj. And that was with... Uh, I'm going to look for the name. I have the name right here. But...
0: Harris,
1: no. Uh, yes, it was Harris, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Harris. Yep, it was Harris back so in two 2000- po- thousand. Devin Harris two back in two thousand eight. So-, okay, so the
0: poison pill means that basically the 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 team has it, it's a, it's a higher salary cap burden than what's actually on the books. Yeah. So you have to give back more money than you take in. So it has to be a team with ample cap space.
1: I.e., the Lakers that would Why have to be, be it lakers. it would have to be the lakers who gets involved in the three team deal shout out to jonathan macker who broke down that trade in his newsletter today yeah. so that would be one of the teams that would have to get in there if you want to still get Donovan mitchell and include rj barrett it's very unlikely uh for that to happen out of the 179 players with the poison pill contract as we already mentioned devin harris was the only one in 2008 to be traded and his contract isn't as substantial as RJ Barrett's, or was I should say. So I highly doubt that RJ is going to be traded. But it's interesting to know that RJ was included in these deals. Danny Ainge, this is where I go back to.
0: And two unprotected, dude. And f- was it two unprotected and three protected? That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot, man. With RJ to be and Fournier obviously to make the money work. That's a lot, Alex. I'm not feeling that trade, to be honest with you. I'm really happy that Ainge said no.
1: Yeah, no, I wasn't feeling that trade at all. I would have been pissed, to be honest At with all. You. Be- and, and on top of that, Ainge said he wa- he wanted Grimes in that deal, too.
0: And now there's a whole thing about how Jerry West says that Grimes is going to be better. And the yep. All-knowing Jerry West, I guess we got to follow it. Okay.
1: So, look... That deal was too much. Very steep. I would not have done it. I would have been pissed if the Knicks had done it. Donovan Mitchell, as much as I want him on the Knicks, that's not a that's not the package you give to go get Donovan Mitchell. So good for Leon Rose in this front office for standing their ground, saying, No, you're gonna take our deal, and they're confident that they got the best deal. I believe they still got the best deal, but you still got to tread carefully. Um because the longer it goes, you just give other teams the opportunity to collect more assets, right? Hopefully, they can get a deal done before training camp. But it's just crazy, bro. This is just crazy to think that Danny Ainge is out here thinking he can get more and try to swindle the Knicks because of the Rudy Gobert trade. This is where I keep saying that Ru- the Rudy Gobert trade has really shifted the market in what people think they can get for players. This is why Kevin Durant wasn't traded. Because if you look at Rudy Gobert, you're like, Kevin Durant's way better than... Rudy Gobert. So if that's where you're getting for Rudy Gobert, I got to be able to get more than that. And then Donovan Mitchell, as much as I understand Rudy Gobert's, uh, I understand his, his, his resume, what he brought to the Utah Jazz. It's still a guard and wings league. Donovan Mitchell still an all star. Okay. You need guards to, to succeed in this league. You're not, we still yet to see the center, the one all center just win it. Okay. I know he believes Donovan Mitchell is worth more than Rudy Gobert. Listen, dude, listen, I'm not
0: sure if this is a fan thing or or an actual league thing because I I just don't think this is true. Like, I understand that they got a lot for Rudy Gobert. I agree. It just doesn't mean that they're going to swindle everybody else the same way. And to be honest with you, from the Minnesota perspective – I've said this before, but I really believe that this gives them ample opportunity to trade Carl Anthony Towns. If this doesn't work out, get the picks back that they could say they traded for Gobert, and then they have Gobert, the picks, and Anthony Edwards to build around. Right, and whether what well, depends on what they get for D'Angelo Russell. I, I believe they have a plan, so I don't think it's as crazy from the Minnesota. From everybody else, like if Danny Ainge really isn't going to trade, unless he gets a go bear type deal, great. Don't trade him. Honest to God, don't trade don't Keep him. You're not going to get that deal. So, and in your opinion, that's what he's worth. He's worth more. Then you have to keep him, man. And what I, what I really have to hone in on here, Alex, is I. I mean, I already, you know, I was a little sarcastic about how everyone thinks Danny Ainge is this diabolical genius you know, negotiator. But, dude, this whole idea that Danny Ainge is some sort of, you know, secret agent that he could, that it doesn't matter who comes into camp with his new regime at head coach and his first real trade as a GM of the Jazz, and it doesn't matter if Donovan Mitchell's in camp and they'll take care of it. And Daryl Morey didn't care. So why would Danny Ainge care? This must be the dumbest narrative I've ever heard in my life. It must be the dumbest narrative. There's, if you want to say like th- this is what the Lakers can do, no problem. They want a championship. They have LeBron James and they have Anthony Davis. There's a lot to hang back on there. What on earth could the Utah Jazz present? to have a competent work environment with Donovan Mitchell there. How? Everybody knows that you don't want him. Everybody knows you want to redo the team. Everybody knows you want to lose games. Dude, you're going to ruin that head coach. And guess what? That's your hire. That's your hire. If it starts crappy and you built a bad culture from day one, it's over, dude. You're poisoning your own farm. You know what I mean by leaving Mm -hmm. this guy here? And if you think that you could poison your farm and then just get rid of, get rid of Mitchell and all of a sudden it's going to be nice and clear again. and Everything's going to be fantastic and roses. I, I, I Hey man, listen, if he we, does it, if he does it, I'm telling you right now, he is a diabolical genius we, we, and he we, is a secret agent and because that would be amazing. That would be unprecedented. That would be honestly book worthy. This book, is. Uh, Bookworthy, if you're able to, to alter your franchise like that with two moves, including one where you're faking leverage, like you f- you have to fake the leverage Yep. because it just doesn't make any sense to me, man. It makes no sense.
1: Well, you, the thing I agree with this, I agree with your point that you can't have Donovan Mitchell go past training camp because you got Will Hardy in there. Rookie head coach. We saw what we saw what happened down in Houston to Stephen Silas when they had James Harden down there. And you just had the trade rumors. You saw James Harden not in shape. He didn't really care. And it was every single press conference, like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And you still you see it where on the team, you see it where on the head coach, and you just don't need that. Okay. Now maybe for Danny Ange, he doesn't care. He could he could totally not care. But I also look at this. You got a guy in Donovan Mitchell. As soon as he entered the league, he experienced success. He went to the playoffs. He's made the playoffs every single year since he's been in the league. Now, you're going to tell him, "Hey, bud, uh we're rebuilding. We're probably going to stink for the next couple of years cuz we're trying to get Wimbayama. you know. We're trying to we're trying to we're trying to get in the top Enjoy. of the draft for the next couple. We're Enjoy. trying to we're trying to get into the top of the draft. If you're Donovan Mitchell, And you're hearing this, and you're like, look, man, I'm 25. My prime is next year. It begins next year. I'm going to be 26. I'm trying to compete for a championship. You can't tell me for two, three, who knows, that I have to be playing at a low level of basketball. After I came into the league with a solid team and experienced playoff success and being that guy, all right, with Gordon Hayward, his rookie season. You can't sell me on that. He's got to get moved this year. Has to. Okay. Cause it doesn't make sense to have him before training and not fully, and not fully to. tank. It has to happen. Okay. And I think you would want to do it sooner rather than later. Look, we had Brian Winhorse go on his podcast, the Hoop Collective, talk about how they're looking to move Donovan Mitchell before training camp. I think the Knicks look at it like this. We, they know no one can beat them. All right. They didn't even need to trade RJ Barrett, but you know what? They entertained the deal. They entertained it, seeing if they could reduce the amount of pick compensation, which I totally understand. They yeah, they did. It, they offered it. They tried to reduce the, thing, the pick compensation.
0: Here's the thing. Was it, did they minimize the pick <laughs> compensation? Because three unprotected and two protected is a lot with RJ Barrett. No, it was, it was two, un-
1: it's two unprotected. It was two, oh, unprotected. two unprotected
0: and three protected. Yes. That's a lot.
1: Still a yeah. lot. So with RJ Barrett, like that is a. But lot. it was supposed to be Evan Fournier, RJ. That I agree, but you have it's to think lot. that those protected. It's not theirs. The likelihood of them conveying is further down the line, especially if it's like Detroit, still. Washington, whoever. You you have to think like that. I right? like those
0: protected picks. I know I'm in the minority. <laughs> I know I, I get I like
1: them. I get it, but I I still look at it as. Those are less valuable, I think, to the Knicks. It's like you never know when they're going to convey. I get it that they could be trade ships down the line for another deal. But I think for Donovan Mitchell, you're willing to do that with only two of your own unprotected. Considering if you get Donovan Mitchell, you already know you're a playoff team. So those two, right, those two years, you're you're probably in the mix. It's probably going to be in the 20s, not really anything to, to worry about.
0: In addition to being able to trade more future draft picks. Exactly. In order to help Donovan Mitchell to get over that hump.
1: Yeah. But here's my thing. Danny Ainge, I don't think ever really wanted RJ. I think, I, agree. I, I, I think it always came, I, I, it always comes down to, I believe Bagley. and I, and I believe have, and ba- I,
0: hashtag, hashtag believe bagly.
1: Yeah. First of all, <laughs> I have jazz fans in my mentions after I say, you know, Danny Ainge can't swindle the Knicks, da, 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 da. They're like, he never wanted RJ. It's like, I agree. He never wanted RJ for the fact of keeping him. He wanted RJ to show that he won a deal and got one over on the Knicks. All right, And yeah. then flip RJ. That's my whole thought process of that. I agree with that. that. That's what I think. And it's always to create leverage and to say, hey, I'm playing hardball. And the Knicks were like, okay, they probably offered it, knowing that they, Danny Ainge needed more. And it's like, look, you have until this deadline, if we're, we're going to be serious. If not, we're going to sign him. They did it. It's like, guess what? Unlikely that we're going to trade him now because you don't have the cash space to do it. You know, maybe we get the Lakers in here. Maybe they don't want it. Maybe, maybe they don't want RJ. I don't know. Maybe they don't want to go through the hoops and ladder of taking on a poison pill contract to mess no, up don't. their books.
0: They don't. Ah, but they would but, take it to fix their books. Honestly, yeah, I know the Westbrook book. Yeah, right. I feel you.
1: But maybe I don't know. Good. I can understand wanting RJ better if you're a Laker. But anyway,
0: yeah, I, can, I can understand if you want RJ better if you're literally. Any team in the NBA, including the Utah Jazz, yes. the morons. They're morons that they don't want to pay RJ Barrett. But that's either here or not. If the Utah Jazz want to pay Obi Toppin in two years, and you're talking about Donovan Mitchell being in his prime, they're the same age, Donovan Mitchell and, and Obi Toppin. And Obi has never had a good a winning season. You're going to put him on a tanking Jazz and expect him to re sign with you? Like that's even dumber than your idea of not resigning RJ Barrett if you're the Utah Jazz. You know what I mean? And so I just don't understand what they want. You know, I, it comes I really down don't to the picks,
1: it. man. This is where Berman was right, and we and look, I was on Knicks Fan TV when he came on the show, and he kind it, it comes down to the picks, man. Danny Ainge wants the picks.
0: So let me ask you this. Let me okay. ask you this, right? So the the Lakers made a old a deal for Beverly. They obviously want Cam Reddish because they're clutch, they're clutch university out there in in, in LA. Do you think somehow, some way, we could involve the Lakers, end up trading D Rose to the Lakers? You know, he's a West Coast guy. I know. We're going to, at the same time, we'll also have to absorb Westbrook, which is even worse, right? But we'll make the money work, or right? We'll get her Fournier. We'll, we'll, we'll make the money work because Fournier and D-Rose. We'll be able to get one of the draft picks from the Lakers, send them to Utah. So the Utah will have the Lakers and the Knicks unprotected picks. And that way, Danny Ainge is hyped because he has the Lakers and the Knicks. Two franchises have been pretty bad in the last couple of years, right? Minus the the bubble. I I feel like that would work, and that's the only way I can feel like the Lakers could be harmonious, you know, with this old Beverly thing. And and Westbrook's a problem, and they want Cam Reddish, and D Rose would be awesome. And the Utah get what they want, and I'm sure there's maybe Rudy Gay could could move to the Lakers too, and you know, some sort of money matching situation. Maybe Bogey, if that if that somehow works there with the one year. I I I feel like there's a way. uh, There's a way. For the three team, for everyone to be happy, and I promise you, I'm—I don't care if there's no rumors about it. I'm going to be shocked if Randall doesn't end up on the Hornets. I don't care if there's no rumors. I don't care if I'm making it up out of thin air. They don't have a power forward.
1: And the how about the no Phoenix War- Suns? <laughs> hey, did you see that? Did you see those article? That article flying around? Oh, I, didn't. I didn't. Oh, there was a but. There was a but. Not Nick's writers. Air, Phoenix Suns writers. We're thinking about, there's like four of them thinking about how Julius Rand would be a perfect fit. It would. But on, I don't know if the, the money Suns. would work. I don't even think it's about the money. It's Booker, it's like, who CP3. do you actually trade? I don't know yeah. who you trade. I don't want anything. I'll take Bridges. I don't think they would trade Bridges. That's my thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'll take Bridges and Brunson. That would be sick. Nice little Villanova reunion. That'd be I, dope. I, would, I would love that. But yeah, th- th- this is my tinfoil hat, I guess. I just, I, I think the Hornets are going to come in and. It's going to be the Hornets of the Lakers. That's the only way we're going to be able to facilitate this trade. And it's going to be with us taking Westbrook some way, somehow, or maybe even, disgustingly, Gordon Hayward. I'm sorry, Jeremy Cohen. But I think, you know, you know, Hayward could end up here. Something like that. And that's the only way the Jazz is going to get their picks because I'm telling you what, man, it's not going to come from here. And from that Jerry Westing, I don't think that Grimes is going to be in there. And I think they're hesitant to put Obi in. I don't even think IQ is on the map. I don't even think IQ is even a thing. So I think they're hesitant about IQ. I think they're kind of out on Grimes, putting Grimes in the trade. It just makes things complicated. I don't think the ball is in Utah's court because the guy's name is Danny Ainge like everybody else thinks. I just truly, truly don't.
1: Look, we know who the guys are that the Knicks are excited about. Berman wrote about it, right? He wrote the seven names. Believe Berman,
0: too. He wrote, Lee he wrote, he, Begley,
1: wrote Bro. he wrote the names that said that he, he had D Rose and IQ on the bench. He named seven players. Seven. Okay. He talked about they would be excited about a Brunson, Donovan, RJ, Randall, Mitch, IQ, Rose, seven. That's who they're excited about. Obi- Grimes. Where's Grimes? Where's Obi, McBride? Like we know Jericho Sims can't be traded. He just got signed. He can't be traded until December. December. Yeah, the guy end.
0: knows what he's talking about, man. Berman so, knows what he's talking about. He's plugged in. I don't care what you say. I don't care what rap on I mean, you. You're wearing the Papa left Nick Set shirt. And I still believe Berman. <laughs> I don't know what to say.
1: Look, I think Berman. I think Berman is like on uh, Berman is Berman's been pretty accurate. I think it comes down to yeah. the picks that 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 uh Utah wants. He named the seven guys that the Knicks organization would be excited about. I think they're understanding that they got to trade Grimes. I mean, when you, if you get Donovan Mitchell, I think Grimes is a starter in this league as a minimum role player. I think he's still a starter. He ain't going to be starting here. If you get Donovan Mitchell, I think he's, he's more, he's more valuable than just being a bench player. As awesome as it would be to have him as a bench player, I just don't see it happening, but I do agree with you that I think the Lakers are going to get involved with this. The Lakers need to overhaul their team. I will get the Utah Jazz. They still got Connolly. They still got Jordan Clarkson. They got Boyan Bogdanovich. Okay, you put all three of those guys, or even two of them. Let's just say Clarkson and Bogdanovich on the Lakers. Transformation. Totally different Dude, team.
0: If Clarkson is on the Lakers, I'm gonna be pissed.
1: <laughs> I'm just but, saying but that right a, now. <laughs> but it's a totally different team, though. They're be so about, good they are gonna be so good. That would be good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They would. They would be good. I'd be, That's be a pissed, totally though.
0: different. Team. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed because the Lakers would win in that trade, even though we got Donovan Mitchell.
1: <laughs> be for, for out in the West and competing, yeah, Ugh. they they would they, they would totally win that trade, and that's why I do not sleep on the Lakers. I think they're still involved with Hornets gang. Randall, I think that's a toss up. I I could see it I, happening. I, mean, I think it's I mean, a toss up.
0: You know, I, I just I, I I just I think that once the Hornets show up at training camp, they're going to be like, what the hell? Like Steve Clifford's going to be like, what what is this? <laughs> you know what I mean, am I on the Bobcats? Like what, what's happening right now? Like I see I have a point guard. I see you have a bunch of guards, right? In, in Rosier and Lamello and Hayward to an extent guard. He's like, now what? <laughs> like he's like like just like I don't know. I, I just I feel like Randall's but who knows? I don't even know what's we don't even know what's going on with Bridges, right? So I mean doesn't he's gonna play. So who knows? So no. if, I, I don't mean, know. He's
1: He's still in legal trouble. Same thing and with Montrezl Harrell.
0: Yeah, Crazy. talk about two Crazy. guys
1: who are in uh, in legal trouble. So we'll let me see. ask you
0: this. Let me ask you this. A little, a little hybrid New York question. You mm. know we like to do these. What's gonna come first, a Donovan Mitchell trade, the Yankees playoff win, or the Jets being above five hundred?
1: Training camps in September, bro. <laughs> I know. So, you're talking about playoff win. Playoffs doesn't start until October for baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's a yeah. month that's a month in. Everyone's telling me that they're okay for the trade deadline, bro. Everybody tells Danny Ainge is good until, you know, Donovan Mitchell cries in front of him. I don't know. I don't know what he's waiting for. But apparently, the Jazz are good. They're all, they're all set. I, I, they I, mean know, I
1: know the heat is out there still. I still can't fathom Danny Ainge working with Pat Riley. Can't fathom. Can't see it. I don't see it. I just can't. Um, I'm gonna go with. Hmm. It's 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 tough between a Donovan Mitchell trade or the Jets being 500. Oh, you don't think the Yankees playoffs is, is, is the, the it's mid October? It's October. It's I'm talking that's October, man. The Donovan Mitchell be you trade. Think it'll be done okay, it'll be done, it'll be done before October. Easy, I think okay, the, I think the,
0: elimination, easy, okay. Go ahead. That's what
1: I'm saying. I don't think it's the Yankees. I think they're still gonna win it. They're gonna win the playoff series, but that's in October. I think the trade's gonna happen before October. So okay. it's now. Do the Jets win? Go two and about two. Above the one
0: and zero oh oh, is above,
1: fine. above five. Oh. About 500, is it 500 yeah, or be, above five hundred.
0: Above five hundred. Above five hundred. So Ooh. it has to be one and
1: zero, oh, two and one. Oh, okay. So it's got to be that. All right. So yeah, three games. Three games minimum in. Oh man.
0: Or one. I'll give you one. If we win week one, that that counts. That never okay. happens. <laughs> versus the Ravens, man. <laughs> like, I'll give you week one <laughs> if you want to take
1: that. <laughs> ah, man. Now nah, I'm I'm just going with the Donovan Mitchell
0: trade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. You think Donovan Mitchell's going to come before the Yankees in a playoff game and Jets be called, Jets over 500 It's fair. It's fair. Everyone will be happy with that. I'll be happy with that.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be great. I think it's going to happen, man. I think the Knicks are still in the driver's seat. I think everyone's been saying it. Well, Cleveland's out of it. Everyone's out of it. I don't really believe Miami. I don't, I, and the reason I don't believe Miami is more so Danny Ainge working with Pat Riley. I just don't see that happening. So, with that, my, this my, is a good place. My,
0: to- yeah, my issue is the Jets are going to be above five hundred in exactly ten days. So, you think wow. Don Mitchell? You think Donald Mitchell trade is going to happen in ten days
1: after Labor Day? After Labor Day weekend?
0: Well, it's t- oh, t- t- literally. I think it can uh, happen. I think it on can September eleventh, the, the the Jets are going to be one and all. At 4 p.m. Mm. Eastern time. Is
1: Donovan Mitchell a Jets fan or a Giants fan? Will we be at one of those games?
0: I don't know. That'd be crazy. Definitely not going to a Giants game. Unless he's a loser. Even Saquon cool. Barkley's dad's a Jets fan, bro. God, get out
1: of here. Yeah, I'm still going with Donovan Mitchell. What okay, deal? Going with Mitchell. I'm okay
0: with it. I just think it's going to be the Jets. All
1: right. Fair we're enough.
0: going to
1: the Ravens. Fair elite. Flacco gets his revenge on the. Then, oh, wow, I'm not even thinking that far ahead. Oh, revenge game for Flacco. Ooh. And <laughs> yeah, CJ
0: Mosley. And maybe Tony Jefferson. Uh,
1: the CJ Mosley thing is not really selling me. It's more so the Joe Flacco thing that's selling me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
0: Because okay, we
1: play, okay. I think we played the Ravens with CJ, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh okay. Yeah, that's tough. Ooh. Yeah, I'm still going with Donovan Mitchell.
0: Deal, deal. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. But I think it's a good place to wrap this up too,
1: man. Yeah, it's good. So everyone, thank you for tuning for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to any of the audio listening platforms that we're on, okay? Whether you use Apple, Spotify, whatever it may be, make sure to go subscribe. That way you can take us on the road, okay? <laughs> and if you can't take us on the road through one of those platforms... you can go use your browsers on the phone I don't know why you want to do that you can still listen to us there we're on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press so you can go check us out over there through Fansign and Minute Media we also got that YouTube page Knicks, Jets, etc okay you can go over there listen to the pod as well YouTube has now been so grateful gracious i should say that you can now close the app and you can listen to your you can listen to whatever yes, shows you are i noticed thank that. you thank you youtube i, thought was, I honestly thought it was a glitch you on my phone no thank you youtube <laughs> thank funny. you for finally doing that i appreciate it used to be
0: that. like that by the way then they took it yeah. away Yeah, that's so funny oh, give them something God. take it away and then give it back and they'll be so thankful
1: for it no really Maybe. man really economics
0: 101 <laughs>
1: <laughs> look, look that's how they do with gas prices right they had it five dollars now you see it's blo- now you see it's slightly below four. I was like oh my god this is great <laughs> thank yeah. you thank you so much <laughs> but look so make sure to go check us out on, over on the YouTube channel you know we got another podcast over there Winning Picks Weekly if you want Sports band go listen to John video producer Greg and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy you can also download their podcast on all audio listening platforms as well they're also partnered with Minute Media so you can go check them out And then, last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. All right, everyone. Catch you later. We're going to give you another Jets update with roster cuts probably this week. We out. Let's go, Knicks.